0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into
1: Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers. A transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner. Live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world.
0: Hello, welcome to Real Answers. This is Dr. Keith Seiner, and today we are going to be talking about right livelihood. So right livelihood is actually taken from Buddhist teachings, the Buddhist teachings of the Eightfold Path. And uh, the idea behind right livelihood is about earning your living in a way that does not cause harm to yourself or others, and if we want to take that a little bit further, you could say earning your living in a way that benefits both yourself and others. And I've been talking about for you know the past couple of weeks. I've been talking about life purpose and how to get on track with your life purpose. And even though there's a lot of overlap between these two pieces of you know life, I, I'm going to differentiate between them a little bit. And and one is that your life purpose is really about, you know, kind of what is coming from the core of who you are and how you're expressing that and living that in the world, which, of course, is going to have to be a part of right livelihood. But right livelihood is also about the way you go about your work, right? As much as what your work is and whether it's in alignment with you, that, of course, needs to happen in order for this to have a positive benefit. But how is it that you go about your work? and um, and what is the impact that your work has on others? So it can be really easy for us, and we all have to, uh, for the most part, in this world that we're in, um, in one way or another, um, we're connected to things that don't have a positive impact on our world. and uh, And so, you know, when when looking to live the best possible life, Um, we can run into some real challenges as far as how to really be able to do that, how to be as positive, leave as as positive of an impact as possible in, in the things that we do. And one of the ways that this frequently shows up for clients of mine is that they're doing something, they're on track with their life purpose, they're on track with connecting. They've connected to that core of who they are. They know what they want to express, you know, whether they're absolutely on target with it or not. It's a process. It's unfolding. They're feeling good about that. <clears throat> and then they reach this juncture. And the juncture is between their ability or their you know, ability to uh, live that purpose and make it work in the world that we're inside of. And so we're inevitably uh, we're learning a bunch of new skills when we're doing this. We're manifesting, we're creating in a whole new way. You know, so even if we you know, have had a job before or run a business before or whatever, we're looking at how can we get that life purpose, that core expression out and more into the world Around us, and you know, and when we do that, uh, we'll run into some, some blocks. Like, for example, uh, you know, how do I market and promote myself in a way that's in alignment with um, who I am and has a positive impact in the world? Right, we can find lots of ways to promote ourselves. For if you're in business, you can find lots of ways to promote your business. But uh, can you do that, or have you found ways that are having the type of impact that you want to have as they're going out into the world? And it's very difficult to actually answer these questions because we're we're looking at the actual impact. Versus, you know, the reaction that someone has, uh, the opinion that someone has that they just don't like it, um, or you know, the positive impression someone have. Hey, this works. This is really great. Those aren't just enough to get us to the answer of our um, of our whether or not what we're doing is in line with uh, the concept and uh, the living of of right livelihood. So this is something that, like I was saying, I watch with clients as they try to bring their life purpose into the world. They're listening and they're learning from people and they're trying to figure out ways to be successful, right, to move these things forward. And uh, those things may or may not be in you know, uh, alignment with their life, right livelihood. So it becomes a real challenge to start to dig down and figure out what is the real impact here, what is the is this um, you know what is the the overall negative or positive? impact of what it is that I'm doing. So you see, it, it, it requires a lot of knowledge. It requires knowledge about ourselves, but it, it requires knowledge about the world. It requires knowledge about, you know, <clears throat> global politics as well as local politics. It, it requires an, an, an ethical understanding of, you know, you know kind of right action with either the people that you're interacting with. It's a very big thing. And what I would say to a client, and what I will say to you right now, is that uh, you don't have to get this all right in the beginning. None of this is about being able to create perfection out of the gate. Uh, life is a process, and we're engaged in that process and that unfolding. And what's more important than anything else is that we're putting effort in in going in the right direction in the desire even to go in the right direction, as well as the action that might support that. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to have it down. I wouldn't use this as something to hold yourself back from moving forward. It's better to move forward and to make mistakes and to learn from them and make adjustments than it is to stop and stop the process of unfolding stop the the forward motion that can bring you to a new place so whenever it comes down to spiritual development personal development you know we're we're not looking at getting it right we're we're looking at moving in the direction of what is better and if we use it against ourselves, we have completely short circuited that process. Mm-hmm. So we want to use it to encourage ourselves to do better rather than to find fault with or you know to discourage ourselves from moving in the direction that we really want. Mm-hmm. So these types of problems that, you know, people face as they try to bring their life purpose into the uh, into the world is the reason that I've decided to spend some time talking about this concept of right livelihood. Um, because it gives us a little bit of an umbrella. It gives us a handhold on what it is that we're really trying to get here. You know, we have a lot of different objectives as we bring our life purpose into the world. Of course, we want happiness. We probably want some kind of success. Uh, and that's, you know, payment, response to what it is that we're doing. And that, for some people, uh, is, is not monetary. But for a lot of people, that is monetary but it's an exchange that we're giving. We're giving ourselves. We're giving of our core, of our essence. We're contributing that to the world. And as we contributed that to the world, we're wanting to be receive back because it's only through receiving back that we can keep going down that path, that we can keep being in service. So if we don't receive back, eventually we deplete, and we can't keep being in service. So right livelihood supports us in that. It supports us because if you think about it, the healthier what it is that you're putting out, the healthier it is what's coming back. right? So the healthier that what you're putting out is into the world, the more positive an impact it has, the more likely that what you're going to have coming back to you is also going to be on that same level and is going to inspire and expand and bring you further along your path to be able to then offer again. It's a really beautiful process. So the more that you're able to then connect to this concept of Right Livelihood The more that you're able to move in this direction of really, you know, uh, having a positive impact with what you do, the more that it serves you in really harnessing and connecting with your, you know, true core self and its expression through your life purpose. So, in order to be able to work on our life purpose, in order to be able to really um, kind of – I'm sorry. In order to be able to really step forward with our right livelihood and really move that that forward along the path – uh, in order for us to move along the path of our right livelihood, there are certain things that we're going to want to be able to pay attention to. right? Okay? So there are certain things that we are going to pay attention to, and I'm not saying that these are the only and the highest criteria for right right livelihood. I'm saying these are some things that I think that are worthy of consideration along the way. So some of those are, and we're going to cover them in a little bit of depth this time and more in the upcoming weeks, are passion, And so our ability to really love what it is that we do and feel um, excited about what we do. Uh, Growth. So that whatever it is that we're doing allows for our continual growth and development. Um, Alignment. So that what we're doing really aligns with who we are. And um, both from the way that we work and what it is that we're doing. Harmony. Harmony is about does it create more or less peace inside of you as you move forward? You know, does what you're doing, is it, does it bring you down the path of feeling good and feeling peaceful? Or does it create more and more anxiety for you? along the way. Balance. Is there a balance between effort and reward? Is there a balance between giving and receiving? It's a very important part of, of right livelihood. It's something I work with a lot with people because I, I, I work a lot with people who care so very deeply about others and and they want so much to have that Um, you know, that healing effect, that positive effect with others that sometimes they forget about the balance. They forget about the receiving part of what they need to do. And then uh, positive impact. So it's not just about, you know, if we're having a negative effect, though it's kind of the first thing that we want to clear out, but how is this having a positive effect on others in the world, right? Or, you know, are there any kind of small or sometimes not so small effects, negative effects that we're living with inside of our work? We've justified them. You can go to, a, like, one of, you know, pick an organization that you think is has It's particularly unethical, right? They do some horrible things. And I can almost guarantee you that when talking to those people, uh, to someone that works at the organization, many of them will be able to justify the negative effects of what they're doing. We all kind of develop that ability to justify the negative effects. So... Uh, we take a look at that. Let's see, you know, how might we be, you know, rationalizing our own, our own impact? So that's those are the ones that I want to kind of talk about just a little bit today. Um, that passion, growth, alignment, harmony, balance, and positive impact. And there's of course other ways that we can, you know, look at and examine uh, right livelihood. But these I think will be useful if you just want to say, huh, what's, you know, I mean, I love what I do, but something's not working for me. Or I love what I do, but how can I do it better? How can I have a more positive impact on the world? This is it. This is how you can have a more positive impact on the world. Um, every, every part of this, you know, every part uh, of your work that you bring in and you're able to uh, kind of use it um, to move in the direction of your right livelihood or you're able to use the concept of right livelihood to refine and develop it is going to increase the positive impact that you have on the world. So it can be very exciting, very exciting potential for, for change and for creating healing in the world. So before I go on the break, um, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my um, LifeWork Community Program. So my LifeWork Community Program is an opportunity to practice the kind of what I might call the modern mystical skills, that we need in order to be able to live as highly conscious beings in the everyday world. So um, I've worked really, you know, diligently at at boiling down what is it that we actually need in order to take some of these higher-minded principles and bring them through um, our lives uh, rather than having them just remain, you know, concepts or words or or things that we're, you know, uh, we know are, are true, but we have a difficult time maybe living in, in their fullness. So you can check out that LifeWork Community program um, from my website. Um, you go to katesiner.com, and then if you go to the Work With Me column, you will see LifeWork Community. And LifeWork Community, it will give you a little bit more information. You can reach out, get in touch, but um, that'll be starting up here in um, September, and um, I'd love to talk to you about it. So we're going to go quickly to a commercial break, and um, then I will be back with more around Right Livelihood.
1: change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com.
0: Hello, this is Dr. Kate Seiner. This is Real Answers, and uh, today we're talking about right livelihood. And uh, before we went to the commercial break, I was talking about the different parts of right livelihood that we're going to explore in order to expand our, our understanding of how we might bring this into our life more. And the first one that I mentioned was passion. So why is passion so important to right livelihood? We know that it is uh, closely connected with our, our life purpose, that we're going to feel much more passionate about things that are, are um, uh, in alignment with who we are and um, kind of that core of who we are and how we're expressing that in the world. But from a right livelihood perspective, Why is it that being passionate about what you do has a positive impact and not being passionate has a negative impact overall in what it is that you're putting out into the world? Like, why does that matter? You know, wouldn't that just be something that would just influence us? And and then can we just justify it by saying, yeah, well, it's not ideal, but, you know, it's like, it's okay. But so, how is it that this becomes an even like it gets right onto the list for right livelihood of the impact of what it is that we're doing in the world, the impact um, that we're having with everything that we do, and the reason that passion is so important to our 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 right livelihood, to the path of right livelihood, um, is because if you think of it in terms of juice, right, that as that juice, as that, um, you know, core expression of who you are comes out and you feel that passionate engagement in what you do, think about that as being um, uh, contagious, right, and in a really positive way. It, it lends energy to other things, which means that it will, in, in some ways, even compensate for, uh, you know, some of the oversights that might be along the way. It is also, you know, part of what we put out is what we get back. So the more kind of juiced what we're putting out is, the more juiced what we're getting back is. So that's a very healthy cycle. Um, you know, where where we have sort of a higher, uh, more dynamic energy in our lives. Um, and you can even go as far as to say that, you know, if you're, if you're not in, you know, the center of yourself, if you're not coming, living, being from this passionate place, there's a way that that is... Unhealthy for you know your your spirit because it is a a um, restriction or a damping down on you know that full expression of who you are and who you're meant to be. So and and when you do that, just like when you give more permission to yourself. Then you know others around you are able to give more permission to themselves when you don't when you restrict yourself in that way, you do the same thing. you restrict others um, not um, intentionally it's just a byproduct so this this of uh, having passion and having this. Energy, this, this health and this vibrancy comes through you as you're doing what you're doing, is, you know, in turn, kind of raising up and elevating others wherever they are. Right? Of course, the closest to you probably going to be the most influenced. So that's kind of a little bit about how and why. Passion is so important on our path to right livelihood and why it has that, you know, powerful, um, powerful effect. So the next thing on, on this list is growth, right? So, so right livelihood requires being on the path of our right livelihood requires doing something that allows for continual growth. So as we grow and change, then what we're doing should grow and change as well. And if you can't grow and change in connection to doing your work in the world, and, you know, this happens to people who have not reached kind of a a certain level of success, and it also happens to people who have because their fear comes in. And says things need to stay like this. It's like the story of the artist that, you know, struggles and struggles and is highly creative. And then they break through. And then in breaking through, everybody wants the same work over and over again. And they're faced with this decision. Do I continue to grow? Do I continue to change in what I'm doing to keep that, you know, passion alive to stay in alignment with what it is that I'm doing? Um, Or do I continue to make this to, you know, make sure that I have an income and that I sustain my success? It's a very, very serious question, very challenging question um, that people face along the way. But if our, for whatever reason, you know, our, our work is not giving us that space to be able to grow and grow in who we are and advance in the direction that we're meant to advance, then it is similarly to, like, not being passionate about your work. You're probably not going to be passionate about your work. It is kind of restricting and dampening you down and bringing you further away from that expression. And that ultimately catches up with you. That ultimately catches up in the form of a number of different things. But we're going to try to find some outlet to be able to continue and grow and develop or to alleviate the pain of being stagnant. So without that growth being a part of what we're doing, um, then you know we are veering off that right livelihood path. And you could say, well, what if I have a career? I have a job and at my job, it doesn't provide for a lot of growth, but it provides for me to have, uh, to be able to expand in so many different ways in my um in my li- uh, with regards to my life purpose it's my job it's not my life purpose and you know well is that okay well of course everything is okay <laughs> um, but uh what that What that, that can be a perfectly fine way to be in the world. If you are someone whose life purpose is not coming out in a specific career for them, for you, and instead, you know, you've got a way to kind of pay the bills, and, you know, you're going to want to look at some of these other principles of, like, are there other negative effects of just having that job that pays the bills? If there are, then you might want to consider making some changes. Um, but if you're not, if it's just not a growth environment, but you have tons of growth in other areas of your life and, you know, that format works for you, uh, then, you know, you stick with it. But overall, this idea of being on the path of, you know, developing and growing in terms of right livelihood is being on the path of growth and unfolding and expansion. So it's important stuff to be able to um, incorporate along the way. So... The next one on this particular on this particular path is um, alignment. Okay, so what you're doing needs to be in alignment with who you are, right? So just because it worked for someone else doesn't mean it works for you, and um, your right livelihood. I think kind of the most important thing here is your right livelihood depends entirely on who you are and on what you need to learn. Really, this is about you, and it's not about, you know, all the other things that people might say about what's worked for them or hasn't worked for them or what brought them further along. It, It is about knowing yourself at such a deep level that you are able that you are able to make decisions and develop your work in the world in a way that is really um, right for you. So alignment isn't just about what it is that you're doing. Once again, it's also about all the ways that you do things. You know, it's about, you know... The hours that you work, the environment you work inside of, the people that you work with, the tools, the methods, the, you know, philosophy that you work under, the more that that's in alignment with you, the more that you're at that kind of center point um, of right livelihood. So some of the ways that that can happen is that I was talking about this a little bit before when talking about, you know, clients of mine who start businesses and they start businesses and they're looking to get their business out into the world and navigate, you know, uh, aspects of business like contracts and marketing and all of that kind of stuff. They're trying to navigate that stuff. Um, and they they have to find ways of being able to do that so that it's effective that are also in alignment with who they are, right? So they're also in alignment with who they are. And if they fail to do that, that that's going to have an impact on them. Uh, whether it is in kind of in uh, a really clear impact, like um, you know it impacts negatively impacts their business, or they have a lot of conflict, or less clear, like they just feel less enthusiastic and a little bit more, um, you know, depressed. By that, I mean lower energy. So the process is to say, okay, who am I? How am I in the world? What am I all about? What's all that life purpose stuff that I, I figured out along the way? And then now... How is it that I can do what it is that I want to do, that I can learn from all of these different ways of putting my work out into the world, and I can do that in a way that's truly in alignment with who I am? And a lot of really great innovation comes out of there. And a lot of really, you know, wonderful, healthy, supportive ideas come out of there. So some really good stuff. It's definitely worth the inquiry. Um, And so just a little recap before we go to our our next break where, you know, what we've talked about so far on this path of right livelihood is passion, right? That being really truly connected with what we love so that we have that juice that we can give um, to the world and we can receive back from the world. Growth, so that we have that continual expansion and development, right? That's so that we're growing rather than, you know, going in the opposite direction or stagnating. And then alignment, that, you know, what we're doing really fits with who we are so that it's very, very deeply honoring to the way that we are and the way that we will you know, the way that um, we want to be in the world, the impact that we want to leave. And these que- things, things like passion, growth, and alignment, they can bring up a lot of questions for people, because they bring us they bring us to these conflict points of, yeah, I would do that if I could, but I can't. I, I, I haven't been able to make that work, or people tell me that that's not going to be able to work, or you know, this should be good enough for me, or you know, there's a number of different ways that we sort of start to think about things or compensate, or you know. Uh, d- d- Um, you know, adjust ourselves because that we feel that we have to. And, you know, I'm not going to say that the answer is easy, um, always. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it takes a lot of work to get to it and to uncover how to, you know, be in a better place with the way that we're working in the world. So it's not that the answer is easy, but it's a worthy pursuit. It's a worthy pursuit. It's, it is something that will, you know, help you in your own personal development It's something that will contribute to your life in a really, really big way. So once again, we don't get there because of, um, uh, you know, we we don't get there just because we're looking to go there. But the process is incredibly important. It's incredibly important as we move forward. So we're going to go to another quick commercial break. Um, and after that commercial break, I will be back and talk to you about uh, the remaining elements uh, that we'll talk about today related to right libraries.
1: change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com.
0: Hello. Welcome back. This is Dr. Kate Seiner. This is Real Answers. We've been talking about right livelihood. And before we get started, I'd like to remind you to check out my website, katesiner.com, and uh, specifically to take a look at the LifeWork Community Program. It's a LifeWork Community Program. Really great opportunity to develop your personal skills, in creating uh, the life that you really want to live inside of, that you want to be a part of. Um, And for now, um, we're going to switch our attention back to uh, some of these principles of right livelihood. So um, we've got uh, harmony is actually next on the list. Um, But we've got harmony, balance, and positive impact. Um, that we'll be kind of talking about as we wrap up the show today. So, Harmony, this is such a, I, I, I really love this one, because do you feel more or less peaceful as a result of your work? Just ask yourself that question. That could be just such a transformational question right there. Do you feel more or less peaceful as a result of your work? Most people I'm aware of feel stressed out. (laughs) Most people stress out as a result of their work. They worry about it. They worry about deadlines. They worry about doing the right thing. They worry about whether they're going to get promoted or whether they're going to get fired. They worry about a number. They feel stressed out. So this is such a strong indicator that things are are off track in the right livelihood department. Right? So, you know, how how is it that we're spending so much time of our life, and for some people, it, their work is right on track with their life purpose. They love it. And yet they're still stressed out about it. But it still provides a lot of anxiety. And some people are so stressed out that they you know, tune out the fact that they're stressed out and just say, oh, yeah, no, no, you know, it's all fine. This is just how I like to do it. But, you know, their their actions are still compensation because of a level of stress. So, you know, our, our work has the potential when we're really in that zone, you know, our work has the potential of actually creating more health and this is something that we really do not see a lot of in the world this this idea that as we give to the world we could be receiving in a way that actually is a, a healthy process and most people are in the business of trading their life force for dollars and that life force isn't really it's not really coming back. And this is one of the, the major challenges that we have in our world right now is that we're so dialed into this idea. That um, this is the way that it is, and that it's just, it's just normal, it's just normal part of life. So what if instead, we were to just start by asking this question? Do you feel more or less peaceful as a result of your work? Okay? Does your work create a sense of well-being for you? And most people are probably going to answer yes and no. Um, You know, it creates a sense of peace or well-being because I know that my I can take care of my family and that my needs are are basically cared for, right? Um, uh, And I can pay my bills, that sort of thing. Um, or I'm doing something that I love or I'm having contributing in a positive way. These are all wonderful things. Then we we'll take a look at how you do your work. It is how you do your work also creating a sense of well being. is how you're doing your work leaving you more at peace versus less at peace? And if it's leaving you less at peace, what is it that needs to change? And by asking that question, you can shift so much. I was um, just uh, listening to a friend and colleague of mine, Amy Jo Goddard, and she was saying one of her criteria for the way that she does things is that it feels easy. And that's it right there. That, that is a commitment to having a sense of well-being When it comes to how you're doing your work. Yeah. A sense of ease. Talk about turning things around. Talk about turning on, on, on its head the idea that we need to be stressed out in order to be productive. So I urge you to ask those questions for you. Um, and, you know, we can bring this to another level, which is, you know, are you doing things that you don't feel good about? You know, do you, are, is your job contributing f- to things that you don't feel good about? Um, you know, are you involved in some sort of a, a business that, you know, is in conflict with your ethics? That's, of course, not going to leave you um, feeling harmonious at the end of the day. So the next thing we have on the list is balance. And I've been talking a little bit about this already. The balance between um, our time at work and our time not at work. The balance between effort and reward. Uh, The balance between giving and receiving. But creating balance. And so balance is so important. Now, I don't think that balance is a permanent state. I think that that is kind of a ridiculous way to look at it. Things don't stop and stay in balance. But it is that the flux that they're in is is balanced. And for that, it means that it has the right components for you to be truly healthy. It's not about equality. This is equal to that. It's about uh, a sense of the right ingredients being in there. That, you know, you might be somebody who works more than 40 hours a week, but that might overall be in balance with who you are and the way that it's healthiest for you to live your life. One of the biggest things here is, um, especially for more spiritually minded people, one of the biggest things is about the balance between giving and receiving. It is really easy for people who are empathetic to naturally give more than they receive. And this is a problem for themselves, and it's actually a limitation in their healing work. And by that I mean anything that you're doing in the world that's having a positive impact. So the reason that this is um, such a problem is for the things that I was talking about before, about how you will get energetically depleted. How you will get energetically depleted if you're trying to work out of balance. Where if you're compensating for some sense of lack or inferiority or sense of worthlessness inside yourself, when you're trying to compensate for that, you are likely to overgive and be limited in receiving, which ultimately brings about some kind of a healing crisis. Because we are not meant to sustain that way. We are not meant to sacrifice ourselves in that way. Being in service is an absolutely wonderful thing and um, definitely in support of who we are. But that service is not to be done in a way that is harmful to us. And that's sort of gotten written into you know, our, our consciousness and our development at this point in time. That, you know, that painful sacrifice is actually a sign that we're doing the right thing. So it's so important. It's so important in um, all of this to create our work in the world in a way that allows us to give as much as it allows us, or allows us to receive, as much as it allows us to give. Very, very important. So these, these, um, all of these uh, kind of areas of right livelihood are all very important. Some of them are particularly critical um, because they, they go um, untalked about. They, they're not discussed uh, in uh, enough or enough in ways that are truly uh, facilitative of change. And uh, the sense of harmony and the sense of balance are definitely two of those. They're very important. And then, positive impact. This is the third and final. So, it can't really be right livelihood if it's negatively affecting others, right? So, if you are closely involved with something that is... um, you know, has been shown to dramatically increase cancer rates, you know, or if you are, you know, responsible for, you know, dumping a bunch of toxic waste in a river. These are things <laughs> that are um, contrary at just the most basic level. They're contrary to uh, the idea of right livelihood. And so the idea is, is that when you do something like that, it has a negative effect on your spirit. It has a negative effect on the, you know, kind of core of who you are, the essence of who you are. So we know that we don't want to go that far. Most people are are pretty aware of that. But like I said, we're really capable of moving into a place of denial. And, oh, but and this, and it's not really as bad or whatever. Um, And then there's the flip side of it, which, first of all, if you do all these other things, you're going to be really well on your way to having a positive impact. But what can you do to contribute to that positive impact? What can you do that amplifies the positive impact? Like I said, all the things that we've talked about today are all going to help to amplify that. They're going to move you right in the in the right direction. But what other things can you come up with? Sometimes they're just little things that have a bit of a positive impact. You know, like a lot of people who are selling food are saying, you know, you can see it on packaging now, right? This was made with love or packaged with love or grown with love or whatever. And, you know, there's a way that, like, that's a a marketing tactic, right? Um, And there's also a way that that's a contribution to a positive impact, Now, how sincere it is, in my opinion, is how much of a positive impact it's going to have. But it has a positive impact nonetheless because instead of just thinking nothing about whatever that product is, all of a sudden that person associates it with being something that's connected to love, that the people, organization, whatever behind it cares enough, even if they don't really care very much at all, cares enough to do that, to say something positive. So that can be a very little thing, grand scheme of, of things. But that it's uh that it's a drop um and in the right direction. Now we can amplify that a million different times by adding positive intention to everything that we do and we can amplify it um, all the time by having um, by looking at the actual outcomes and people affected along the way and looking at whether their lives were made better or worse through what it is that we're doing. So we can continue to work on positive impact by, by doing that. You know, we can look at our, our work methods, our work environment, et cetera, et cetera, and we can make improvements in order to have a more positive impact. That is about all the time that I have today. Um, It's been really great talking to you about Right Livelihood. I look forward to continuing this conversation as we uh, move forward. Um, By all means, uh, sign up for my uh, magazine. It comes out once a month, beginning of the month. This month is going to be all about Right Livelihood. It will come out right at the beginning of July. So um, that can be um, a fun way to kind of continue your inquiry down this road. Um, And I look forward to speaking with you next week on real answers
1: you've been listening to real answers with your host dr kate signer her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out visit dr kate on her website at www.katesigner.com with dr kate and see how she can help